Welcome to Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies coming to you from the 2023 Fall Conference in Austin, Texas. Today we are uh, having our awards ceremony where we're going to be honoring a number of uh, individuals and firms uh, for community service, scholarship winners, and of course, for our QBS winner, uh, qualifications-based selection. Of course, we share the award with uh, NSPE each year, and uh, we are very, very pleased to be joined by this year's winner, Senator, uh, State Senator Clyde Chambliss from the State Senate of Alabama. Senator, welcome uh, to the program. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. It's nice that not only are you uh, winning the QBS award this year, but you are also a professional engineer, you're a member of the industry, and you're one of the few people in politics, I'd say, elected both federally and locally who actually understand what QBS is and why it's important. Um, tell us a little bit about your professional career first uh, in engineering. Uh, your firm, Chambliss Engineering, I understand does a lot of municipal work. Um, you know, explain, uh, I guess, you know, your, 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 your background in engineering and kind of uh, the firm and, 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 and how it operates in the state. Sure, sure. I'm a civil engineer and um, when I graduated from college I mm -hmm. uh, was fortunate enough to go home yeah. uh, to uh, be the assistant county engineer and in my home county. I uh, never thought that would be possible. I didn't yeah. know that that opportunity would be there. So I was able to do that and as, as a county employee I kind of heard things about people using their position for uh, you know, ordering parts and materials, yeah. and and then one day I actually witnessed that mm -hmm. firsthand. I uh, went to each of my commissioners and said, you know, told them what yeah. had happened, and they were all incensed and going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. A year later, they had not done anything about it, yeah. and I felt like it was my duty and mm -hmm. obligation yeah. to do something about it. So I put my name in the hat for county commission, and uh, was uh, fortunate enough to win that election. So. Uh, we started from there and then uh, a few years later because of the different changes and things of life I decided to go into my own uh, business, started my own firm uh, back in 1999 mm -hmm. and that, that provided me some flexibility yeah. um, to do the political things that I mm -hmm. needed to do and wanted to do and um, you know, just worked in the municipal realm all yeah. these years, uh, water, sewer, wastewater, storm, storm water, those type things. And, uh, you know, it's always been an issue for me, of, uh, especially when I've been undercut uh -huh. uh, by other engineers uh, that, that don't have errors and emissions insurance, yep. that uh, have, uh, you know, operate, uh, you know, very, very low overhead. And mm -hmm. people assume, oh, they're an engineer, so they... They're, that's they're fine. They're yeah, going to be good. good. It's yeah. all good. Well, it's not. Yeah. Uh, we need to know that those that are designing facilities uh, are not only you know have the health and life safety uh, abilities to, to look at that but are also covered when we make mistakes exactly because we're humans mm -hmm. and we do so just all those things over the years uh, really has pushed me uh, to really be a staunch advocate for qualifications based selection yeah. and uh, it's it's a good process it's a tried and true process mm -hmm. it's not something that's new yep um, we, we want to go to the best doctor uh -huh. uh, for, for our particular ailment, and uh, we need to go to the best engineer for our particular problem. Yeah, and it's, it's that, um, and it's the law, Brooks Act. Uh, it's, it is the law, and the state should follow it, that, that the 
project should be based on the qualifications of the engineer, the back work, the past work, you know, competitive nature, not on cost. Exactly. And that is the most efficient use of taxpayer dollars uh, to ensure the best result from the investments that's made. And um, you've been an advocate for that, and that's culminated, of course, in uh, strong QBS legislation that was uh, passed and signed into law by Governor Ivey. Um, you know, explain that. I've got to talk about that a little bit, getting to that point and having the law passed and signing the law. And, and now, uh, you know, what was that like for you? Well, it, it, it's a process. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not something, oh, I have this idea and just go get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we as engineers are more used to that. Yeah. Uh, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Let's go get it yeah. done. Uh, and, and that's probably why there's not as many engineers and technical people <laughs> yeah. in politics as we need. And mm-hmm. I would strongly encourage yeah. all of my uh, colleagues out there, engineering-related colleagues, to, to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and people ask me, well, how'd you do it and that kind of thing? Well, get started out at a committee, yeah. uh, the planning commission, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, at the local level. There's, there's always a need there. Mm-hmm. So... That's how I kind of started getting involved in politics yeah. and then advanced over the years. Uh, but the second part of that is, you know, I guess number one, you gotta be involved. Number two, yeah. you gotta have relationships. You gotta build relationships. And I've told my, my kids all of their lives, mm-hmm. almost everything in life is about relationships. Yes. And you can like it or not, mm-hmm. but that is the way it is. And you yeah. have to have those relationships. So when, qualification-based selection comes to a body of 140 mm-hmm. legislators in Alabama. I'm the only engineer out of that 140. Exactly. You're the only one who's experienced it and understands it. Exactly. Uh, so how do I help them understand mm-hmm. the need for this? Especially when you have other folks out there, oh, it's just anti-competitive and yeah. they're just wanting to, you know. So I have to explain it and, and help them understand. So mm-hmm. number one, I have to kind of have a relationship with yeah. them before that. Right? Exactly. Because if they don't know me, how are they going to trust me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that reaches out even if I'm not a legislator. If I'm yeah. an engineer, I have locally elected officials. You need to be reaching out to them, especially in the off season. Mm -hmm. Go to lunch, go to breakfast, coffee, whatever. Build those relationships so that when you do need something, you're not trying to introduce yourself. Exactly. That's very, very, I can't stress that enough. It is. That is very important. Because that's, it also ties into business because so many times engineers are not only problem solvers with a project trying to figure out how do we fix something physical or in the infrastructure? But every every infrastructure improvement has a community benefit or has a community function where you have to also serve as that liaison to the community to explain why this is going to be an important exactly. thing. Exactly. And it's that the softer skills, mm-hmm. which aren't taught in engineering school, of course, right. you know, right. it's it's just like business and everything else, but it's those things that are essential to success. And 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 to your point. Building those relationships, especially with legislators and their staffs, explaining the situation, making them understand it over and building that sense of trust is critically important so that when you get to a point where you might see an opening to introduce a piece of legislation or to support a piece of legislation, they're already going to be with you. Exactly. And, exactly. and you just carry it, over the, carry it over the line. I mean, being the only engineer in the state senate, um, I mean, how difficult was it 
for you to bring your colleagues on board and to, to get them to understand. Were you able to kind of compare it to other professions and say, okay, well, you're a doctor or, or, or you, you own this kind of a business. Think of it this way. How did you approach those different professions? You're right on target. You're right on target. you got to know who your audience is. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if they have any engineering, you know, like, children that yeah. are engineers parents that are mm -hmm. engineers that helps yeah you can talk in their language they understand it a little bit better most of the time that's not the case they don't know anything about qualification based selection they don't know anything about engineering yeah. so you have to formulate some type of strategy yeah that will help them understand what you're saying mm -hmm. so one of those strategies that that i employed was talking to someone and let's say this is someone that has no family or no background in engineering yeah. whatsoever, I would talk to them in, in a medical type yeah. terminology. But here's the analogy. I go to my doctor and I mm -hmm. say, I've got a really, really bad stomach ache. Mm -hmm. How much will you charge me to fix it? Yeah. Well, the doctor has no way of knowing mm -hmm. how much to charge you because you could have uh, indigestion that's solvable uh -huh. uh, through a, you know, a two or three penny Tums mm -hmm. or, or appendicitis, <laughs> or, appendicitis <laughs> or kidney stone, yeah. which I have right now, yeah. uh, which is a little bit more advanced, but not life-threatening. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. you may have something that is very, very life-threatening. Yeah. And, and it depends. You have to do some type of assessment mm -hmm. to understand what the situation is exactly. so that then you can provide the best solution. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the same way for yeah. engineers. Uh, client has a problem. Well, you've got to figure out some things before you know what the best solution is. Yeah. Well, that figuring out of things is the design process. Exactly. And then, then it's plenty, uh, it's great mm -hmm. at that point to go out and get best pricing and that kind of stuff from the construction aspect. Yes. Uh, but on the design aspect, you don't want your doctor trying to, you know, worry about money and this and that, yeah. trying to figure out your solution. You want to know what the problem mm -hmm. is and what the solution is. Yeah. And it takes qualifications to do that. And Same then, way with engineering. Yeah, and then extrapolate that to a bridge that's going to have to have a 100-year lifespan that's going to carry X amount of people and tonnage and freight and cargo over its lifespan. So how are you going to, what are you going to do in the design process? It's just not as simple. What is that bridge going to cost me? It's going to cost X. It's like, well, no. Let's find the best solution that's going to be the best that's right. option for the yeah well and that reminds me of another kind of scenario that i mm -hmm. talked through with several of my colleagues uh, especially the surveying community yeah uh, in alabama we're governed by the same board the same laws mm -hmm. and there is a huge difference between retracing of a lot in a platted subdivision and doing a design or, or survey for a bridge design yeah. there's there's just a lot of difference mm -hmm. significant. so uh in Alabama, we had to work through some of those things, some mm -hmm. of the, cause you know, do you want to do a full fledged qualification based selection process for that platted subdivision? Yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah. process costs more than, than the service. Exactly. So where is, where is it the has to be over? flexible and it has to be scalable. Exactly. Right. And it, you have to have the ability to say, okay, well, the, you know, to your point, it's a level of complexity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, yeah, for a survey, for a plot, for a, for housing development. Okay. That's a little bit more straightforward. But when you're dealing with a bridge, or dealing with an overpass, or, or, or replacing a pipe 
system that that needs to be replaced that that's a whole level of complexity but it's different exactly and and you have to have the flexibility to still be able to choose based on the, the specifications of the job and and not be hamstrung by some artificial barrier sure. for price so so in alabama where where we settled and mm -hmm. i know every state's different yeah. but where we settled was if it is a survey for just a boundary yeah that that does not have to go through a qbs process mm -hmm. anything above and beyond that does have to go through a QBS. So is yeah. that ideal or the best? You know, I don't know, but that's where we ended up through all of our negotiations. But it's compromise. It, it is. It and, is. And, and, and you find that, you know, when I used to be, uh, when I used to work for Chairman uh, Schuster on T&I committee, you used to say that, you know, if you get, if you get 60% of what you want, that's a massive success. Yeah. If you yeah. get 40%, you can walk away smiling. Right. You're never going to get 100%, but you got to find that place where everybody comes together. Right. And that's where that education effort takes place and why it's so important to be engaged. Mm -hmm. And I'd say to our members, that's why it's important to be politically engaged with your members of Congress and your state legislatures, because if they have the basis of knowledge, you're able to negotiate better at the end of the day than coming in cold trying to get people educated and all of a sudden out of nowhere. That's right. And, yeah. and it goes back to our earlier comments. If if those people that you're trying to influence, yeah. whether it's legislators, local mm -hmm. elected officials, yeah. code agencies, mm -hmm. whatever, if you have that relationship and that trust before you need to ask the question, yeah. it, it is so much better for everybody, for them as well. So Absolutely. Build those relationships. Build those relationships. Uh, yeah, we can't stress that enough. Um, congratulations on the award. I think it's a, it's a perfect example of a state you know, you, you, you've led the charge for this. You've gotten it across the finish line. It's signed into law. It's, it's, a, it's a reasonable, smart QBS bill that, that passed and is now, is now law. So, um, you know, how's it, how's it feel, I guess, personally to, to get some recognition for it? Well, it, it, <laughs> honestly, I, I'm very, very honored. But I also feel like this is not an individual yeah. effort. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who put a lot of effort into getting us to that point. Yeah. Uh, people that did a lot of things that I couldn't do, mm -hmm. like uh, some of the language and all, and all the, you know, yeah. Roger Gillen, with, he was with Volkert at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, a rock star when it came yeah. to, to sitting with me and with my colleagues who had issues and talking through all of that. Mm -hmm. And then he helped write the language yeah. that satisfied, you know, that 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 that, yeah. that middle ground, that compromise, and, and you know, compromise has a, a negative connotation sometimes. But when you reach it, it's it, it shouldn't be a negative. That's the thing. Compromise shouldn't be negative because it means that you've worked through a lot of hard things, and you've found a solution to complexity. Well, yeah. and I like to tell people, you don't compromise your ethics and your morals. Yeah. You don't yeah. compromise those. Mm -hmm. Other than that, most everything you have to compromise exactly. in life. And, yeah. You know, the other partners, uh, you know, like NSPE, mm -hmm. Renee Casillas in Alabama, yeah. she's just a rock star with us as, mm -hmm. as getting this past yeah. and coordinating. Just you all know her and, and all that yeah. she does. And just, you know, and I'm sure I'm leaving out people right up, right now on the yeah. spot. But, um, you know, in practicing engineers, Randy Horton in Alabama that mm -hmm. did a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, a lot of help and, and we had a particular person uh, in, in a related profession that that had the ear of our pro team and, uh -huh. and Randy Horton did a lot of work with our pro team to yeah. help him understand 
uh, the floor. So it, it was a lot of people working together. It wasn't a single person. Um, it, 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 it takes a team effort to do yeah. this kind of thing. And any other state that needs uh, to put this type of legislation in place, it will take a team effort there. Yeah. And anything I can do to help, uh, yeah. let me know. I look at Alabama as an example and, and to see how it all came together. And uh, it's not impossible. I mean, it looks like you might have a, 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 a if you're in a state which is uh, has kind of an anti-QBS bent to the legislature, you have, you know, it's not impossible. You just got to do it the right way. That's right. And it can happen. And uh, I think it's a testament to that fact. So congratulations again, Senator Chambliss. Look forward to seeing you at the uh, awards luncheon a little bit later today where we can uh, officially honor you on the uh, on the award. And thank you for all uh, your, your work on you know, behalf of the people of Alabama and, of course, uh, as an engineer in the engineering industry. So really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. It's uh, just an honor for me to be here and uh, just receive this recognition on behalf of all of the folks who had a, had a hand in making this happen. Well, fantastic. And uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been a episode of Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies coming to you from our 2023 fall conference in Austin, Texas. And our coverage is brought to you by HDR, uh, fantastic sponsors of our program and uh, keeping our podcast going. So thank you again for sponsoring HDR. And we will see you next time.